Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, it's our number two of the Ben Maller Show podcast as Jamal Adams is in the crosshairs. Now, he's the big safety, the player traded by the Jets in the offseason to Seattle, and he has been an abject failure as the defensive leader of the Seattle Seahawks. Did Pete Carroll make a mistake? A closer Maller Show examination of a trade gone bad here in our number two. It seemed like a good idea at the time. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere, coast to coast, border to border, and beyond as we filibuster all night long under the cover of darkness on the vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from inside your head. Uh, And also the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, that as well. And good to have you along for the ride. And we have our football story this hour that comes from the fallout of the weekend's activities. I cannot do another mile monologue on the Jets and the Patriots. If you missed that, it will be available via podcast Shortly after we get off the air at 6.30-ish, give or take, uh, 6.30-ish, give or take, uh, in the a.m. in the east and 3.30 in the west. So some of the fallout over the football weekend has been focused in the Pacific Northwest. And there's only one team in the Pacific Northwest. Now, Russell Wilson, who 
was in our crosshairs for his turnover uh, bonanza in Buffalo, but that's not where the fingers are currently being pointed. So we are on the pulse of the people, all right? The pulse of the people. So you want to take a guess? Perhaps you did not see this. The bullseye has been placed on the back of Jamal Adams, the big safety that came over in that mammoth trade. He was the big move, the prize, the Jets giving up Jamal Adams. They're all world safety. And the Seahawks figured they had shored up their secondary. How is that working out? Well, Buffalo put up 420 yards of offense. They had 44 points, double four against that Seattle defense with Jamal Adams back from injury. And so despite that very flashy 6-2 and two record, which is certainly not mincemeat, 6-2 and two is good, Seattle is a pretender, not a contender, because there's a lot of bad defense in the NFL, but they are a special kind of bad. They are a special kind of bad. They are charm and soft on defense. So let us discuss the question, did the Seattle Seahawks make a fatal mistake in trading away all of those draft picks for Jamal Adams? Now, it didn't seem like it at the time, but now that we've watched half the season play out, a little more than that, I think you'd say, does a zebra have stripes? Yes, I've got meat, grand larceny, and pickle jar. And we will combine all these things together. Now, to lead off with the Seahawks, who I give them credit for this, and I know I'm going to rip them, but that's part of the job. The Seahawks dug into the batter's box and swung from the heels. It was like Cody Bellinger in the playoffs trying to hit a home run to the moon and back. And that's what Seattle did in this transaction. It was obviously an impulse purchase. Jamal Adams stuck in football Siberia with the J-E-T-S suck, 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 which is a nuclear fallout wasteland where dreams go to dry, die. And so Pete Carroll, like, hey, listen, he's, he's, I can save Jamal Adams from the shame and embarrassment of wearing that green and white clown costume, pay him uh, you know, a decent contract down the line, but you also have to give up a premium in draft capital. And he was supposed to be the missing jigsaw puzzle piece to complete, you complete me, defense. Uh, needless to say, that car has backfired. That, that car has backfired, and hindsight being 2020, this has turned out to be a debacle. And I don't know how you get out of it. You've got yourself in a rundown, and I don't think there's a means to escape here. You're caught between the devil and the deep blue sea. So truth in broadcasting, though, I liked the trade at the time. We did monologues about it. I would always rather have the proven player than the draft pick, and that part of the trade is still open-ended. Now, Seattle's not looking very good, but that doesn't mean the Jets are going to get anything out of this. Unfortunately for the Seahawks, one man's meat is another man's poison. And maybe the Jets traded an imposter like a Jamal Adams lookalike because Seattle, they, they could have signed. I am convinced. If you look at the Seattle defense, and I've seen them play a lot. They've been in primetime games. I watched a good amount of that Seattle-Buffalo game for financial reasons. But... Seattle could have gone out and signed famous sports radio caller J.J. from Renton or Jay Scoop or Jay Scoop's girlfriend 
and the pass defense would not have been any worse for wear. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. And I, I don't know about Jay Scoop because he's you know a burgeoning musician, but JJ, he would have taken hiatus from making those giant anchors for like the doesn't he work for the Navy? Uh, he would have stopped doing that and. It could not have been much worse. Could not have been much worse at safety. So Jamal Adams. Now, if you want to make excuses for him, you'll say he's been hurt, uh, which means he's not been able to get on the field. But when he's played, the old Legion of Boom has turned into the Legion of Gloom and Doom. Uh, battered, they've been beaten play after play, bruised, and you can make a compelling argument. I think we'll do that right now. That the Seahawks are the same team with or without Jamal Adams. That he has gone from Pro Bowl, all-pro type player with the Jets to a jag, just a guy. Not a force multiplier. That's what you expected. That's not what you got. You got something else. You didn't get what you were wanted. You got disappointed. It's like when you were a kid and Christmas or Hanukkah, you got a gift. You were all excited about it. Then you open it up. You're like, this is a piece of crap. What happened? Now, furthermore, Jamal Adams not living up to his end of the bargain. You look at the eyeball test and the empirical data, because all the stat nerds have a stat for everything, and Adams does not have a leg to stand on. And it's not like you can say it's early in the season anymore. It's that old quote from the late, great Yogi Berra that it gets late early out there. And Jamal Adams, the way he's performed the first half of the season, if this were to continue... He should be brought up on grand larceny charges because he has been a fraud. He has been a fraud. There's a mountain of damning evidence this high. I mean, it is right up there, damning evidence against Adams. Now, for context, pro football focus, which is not the end-all, be-all. This is some of that, uh, that data, that empirical data that I was referring to. So pro football focus, which ranks all these players, they have 92 safeties that they rank in coverage. Jamal Adams ranks... 78 out of 92 safeties, according to that metric. There are only 14 players that have played safety that have sucked more at a time you cannot suck than Jamal Adams. And none of those other players were traded for two first-round picks. But wait, there's more. So I saw these stats going around, and I wanted to double-check. And I'm glad I did double-check because the numbers were a little off. And it's with Jamal Adams on the field, without Jamal Adams on the field. So bear with me on this. So... In four games Jamal Adams has played, the Seahawks' defense has given up 1,519 passing yards, right, and 130 points. So those are terrible numbers. Those are the four games that Adams has played in. Now, in the four games Jamal Adams has missed, the Seahawks' defense has given up 1,219 passing yards and 113 points. So if you're bad at keeping track, the the back of the napkin math here, the Maller math, tells me that Seattle is 27 points better and 300 yards passing allowed better when Jamal Adams hasn't played. Now, it obviously depends on who you play, and there's some variables to that, but generally speaking, all NFL teams are decent outside of like three or four. So what are we doing? Uh, What are we doing here? Now, Adams, he's still making plays on the blitz. He's still making plays. But if that's the case, if he's no longer able to work in coverage, and according to the numbers, he's not, right, as far as a covered safety, he's terrible, then why not just have him change positions? 
and have him become a linebacker or something and, and just have him blitz and, and that, that be his role. Because if you're dropping back and he is getting run around, I mean, what's the point? Overall, the Seahawks are not just on pace to have the worst pass defense. Former Fox Sports Radio personality Andrew Siciliano tells us that they are positioned to blow the all-time record out of the water by nearly 1,000 yards. Think about that. The worst pass defense of all time, the 2011 Green Bay Packers, 4,796 yards that they allowed. And Seattle is on pace to give up 1,000 yards more, almost 1,000 yards more. All right, last thing here. So if you're a Seattle Seahawk apologist, the 12th man... All right, uh, you got to hang your hat on the fact that Jamal Adams can't possibly be this bad the entire year. He's going to rebound, and there's an adjustment period to changing teams, and you've got new laundry in a new environment, and that's why he's off to a horrible start. Now, do I think that's true? No, but you got to think that he's going to work out the kinks, right? If you're a Seattle apologist, he's going to make the necessary adjustments. Okay, Seattle... At this point, though, if he doesn't, and there's no guarantee that Jamal Adams will figure it out and he'll flip the switch, the Seahawks are stuck in a pickle jar because all of those draft picks they gave up to the Jets, all those blue-chip draft picks they traded away, they cannot allow the player to leave without a fight. It's the same thing the Rams did when they traded for Jalen Ramsey. And Ramsey, he didn't play well at first. Now, he's played better this year for the Rams, but Ramsey was not that great when he came over from Jacksonville. But you gave up two first-round picks. You got to keep the guy. You got to get something out of him. You got to squeeze the toothpaste out of the tube. And Seattle has to say, you know, they, they, listen, they, they've just got to say, hey, listen, we got to pay this guy preposterous money, and we've just got to close our eyes and, 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 and you know, put earplugs in our ears, and that's it, Right. Uh, and otherwise you're going to make a bad situation worse unless you're just at your wit's end. You think this guy's a net negative. you got to get rid of him. I can't imagine they're at that point yet, but it's never a good idea. The moral of this story, it's never a good idea to go bonkers for a safety, for a safety. We're not talking about a, a impact shutdown defensive back or a star quarterback or a pass rusher, a safety. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, keep in mind this does not mean I want to be again. I want to double down on this. This does not mean the Jets can pump their chest out and say we won the trade because those draft picks are meaningless until you monetize them. All right, they have a lot of excitement. People get you know gaga for the draft picks and all that. They're like scratcher tickets. All right, we got a lot of truck drivers who are in the Maller militia. And from what I understand, almost all of you guys love to play scratcher tickets led by Sir Scratchoff in Arkansas. And all the rest of you guys that have emailed me, David in Pennsylvania and uh, Trucker Joe and all you guys that play the scratcher tickets. And there's that excitement when you buy the ticket. You're like, you're holding your hand. You don't know this might be the one that's worth $10,000, right? You might have hit the jackpot. But there's no guarantee, and a lot of those scratcher tickets are a waste of time. right? And just like draft picks, just like draft picks, you know, you'll draft somebody, but that doesn't mean they're going to be an impact player in the NFL. So just remember that, okay, before you run off, oh, the Jets, they won the trade, finally a win for the Jets. Yeah, uh, cool your Jets, okay?
It is the Ben Maller Show. If you would like to talk about any of that, it is all available to you at 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369 if you would like to be part of the festivities. See ya in 2021. See ya in 2021. What's that all about? We'll get to it. We'll take your calls. We'll do it next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There's nothing more powerful than the unified voice of the Maller Militia. Get the most out of the Ben Maller Show by following your host on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow our executive producer. He is manning the phones. He is the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop de Loop, Justin Cooper, and he's at UH Bronco fan. Their drafting of Robert Nickimdishman. Nick, Nick, and now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Justin in Cincinnati, one of the Cincinnati bros writes in. He says, a Seattle Seahawks, New York Jets monologue, F minus. Eugene in Chicago says, Ben. This is boring. I'm bored now. How dare you, Eugene? You didn't send me the the rundown of topics you wanted, Eugene. David in Ohio says, Ben, I started to thank you for 10 minutes on the Steelers last night, but I got to thinking it took you eight weeks, roughly 160 hours, before you spoke of the team from Pittsburgh. My goodness, Ben. At least do it for our good friend, Eddie Sick. No, Eddie doesn't like when I talk about the Steelers. It's true. He doesn't enjoy that. He does not like it uh, at all. At all. But uh, that's fine. I don't like when he talks about the Clippers, so we have that in common. There's also people saying that the burner account is actually Rob in Vegas, uh, which I don't think is the case, but some are saying that the burner account's Rob's burner account for the show. The burner account did write in, says, A legion of boom, my ass. What a fall from grace. B-plus monologue, Benjamin. Now, Rob then wrote in and says, Boy, Ben, I got to hand it to you. You know things are slow in the sporting world when your first two monologues are about the 0-9 Jets and about a safety that the Jets traded away. Well done, sir. Respect. Listen, Rob, I, I don't know what you are. I mean, that was the story. The story they're criticizing, they being the, uh, the football establishment, Jamal Adams, who's been a bust. Robert writes, and he says, Ben, regarding your monologue on the Seattle safety traded from the Jets for two first-round draft picks, you had mentioned a pickle jar to uh, the part of your one of your talking points. However, I did not hear anything about a pickle jar. Well, you got to listen closer because I believe I did say near the end of it that the Jets are stuck in a pickle jar because they have to give this guy a contract. They have to give him a new contract. Even though he's played miserably, they have to keep him there. Uh, just, just Josh in Cincinnati says, with a 1-2 uppercut on the Jets fans this morning, not only does your team suck, but remember that safety you traded. <laughs> he sucks also. All right, to the phones we go at 877-99 on Fox. I'm just going to wait for my board to be reset here, and then we'll go to a random caller at 877-996-6369. Let's go to Real Talk, who's in New York. Hello, Real Talk. <laughs> Uh-oh. Hi. Give it up. Give it up now. From the Big Apple. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. They did it. They did it, Ben. Because, of course, you know, like Washington, I don't believe in uh, 
teams, all the team names offend me, but I am a fan of the New England Football Club, and they beat the New York Football Club. They turned the corner. The New York Football Club is a dominant team, but everyone knows the New England Football Football Team won. You, know, you saw that, right, Ben? They turned the I, corner, I did, right? I did. I did see that. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's the New York Football Club green. The green New York mm-hmm. Football Club. you got to get that right. There's the blue and the green in New York. They're well, both football clubs. There's a, yes. there's, a, there's, a metro, there's a metro football club. That's it. And there's a that's blue, and there's a suburban football club, which is New York football club, which is green. You know what I'm saying? Long Island and Queens. You know, you, you, know what like I, you know what I like though when you come Rangers. in here, real talk. I, I like that you are like you're like the nature boy, Ric Flair. You're styling and profiling when you open mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. that call. And you then are. guess what? And get Ben. Guess what, Ben? What? America's safe now. Oh, Ben, hooray! Did you hear that? <laughs> yes. We're all safe now. We got a new president. So, Ben, I guess the coronavirus. Solved racial inequality. Solved. That's you know right. Yes. There'll be no more race problems. You know what I'm saying? Because you know we've got a whole new president. Even though he's an old ass man, and our vice president is nothing better than a little. All right. Jeez. Was he trying to set a record on how quick the call could end? Uh, like what was he? Uh, what was he doing? Well, you think it's slow for me. You know when Real Talk's out of material and he's trying to get dumped. You think when he's trying to get dumped off the air as fast as he can possibly get dumped off the air, you know some there's some funny business going on. Hello. So I said, see you in 2021, and that is a double whammy. All right, double whammy of quarterback news. Now, Kyle Allen, we had a conversation in a previous episode. Now, I saw I, – I hate watching these things, but people send them to me, and I happen to be watching, and I saw – the Kyle Allen injury for the Washington football team. Uh, And Kyle Allen, season is kaput, done, over, finito, all of that. That's not a surprise. Um, And it it does turn out that it was an ankle injury. But they say, they being the people that claim to have the information, that Kyle Allen, the quarterback for the team formerly known as the Redskins, it's not as bad as they first feared and he will likely be out the standard four months. How amazing is it that you can have your leg mutilated and like four months later you're back ready to play competitive professional sports? They say he'll be fine. State-sponsored NFL media says that Kyle Allen will be fine for the 2021 season. Of course, if he plays quarterback, Washington will not be fine. But uh, that is a, a possibility. The other option here, or the other player, I should say, that there's an update on, uh, Stephen Jones, keeping up with the Joneses, the executive vice president and the spawn of Jerry Jones. Did you see what Stephen Jones said? I said we're going to rant about something else that he said later, but Stephen Jones said that quarterback Dak Prescott has avoided an infection. You know, that's the big risk, right, when you have that surgery and all that, they, uh, when you have to put your limbs back together with glue and spit and tape. Uh, it's a big mess. And so they, they're they very worried about infection, staph infection, that kind of stuff. And they say that he's avoided that, uh, knock on wood, and uh, dislocated, fractured ankle, four-month injury. They say, Yet again, four months. Now, I don't know the part where Stephen Jones said he's ahead of schedule. And that's going to be the big story of the NFL offseason. Do you pay a guy, if you're the Dallas Cowboys, top dollar because of guilt, 
because you didn't want to pay him before, right? You didn't want to pay Dak Prescott before, right? We all know that. You didn't do the wrong thing. Dak should not have gotten that massive, massive top dollar contract. Pay him a decent amount, but not top dollar. And so now because you have shame on your hands, because you didn't give him the contract, even though he was making over $30 million a year as the franchise player, like what, what's the, the chess move now? Do you get him at a bargain rate? Would Dak Prescott take a bargain rate? And we assume that there's no way that the Cowboys are going to franchise tag Dak Prescott because then Dak would just be like, all right, I ain't going to get hurt again as the franchise player, so I'll just sit out and you guys will be left holding the bag and you're going to have to pay us. And so that's an untenable situation, right? That's You can't go down that road. That's, that's not going to happen. So you're going to get to a point where you're going to sign Dak Prescott to a contract you have to persuade him to take the contract that you wanted to offer him, encourage him to do that. And if he doesn't do that, if he's not seduced by that, you gotta let him go. As bad as the cowboy quarterbacks have been, you gotta, you know, have have uh, courage of the unknown that you'll be able to find the next smoke show at quarterback. That you'll whoever that might be. Whoever that might be. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Also, we uh, had the uh, Major League Baseball Rookie of the Year awards handed out. And normally, he's a rookie. Normally, this is very exciting. People love the the young players, the future of the game, yes. and so on and so forth. That was a big thing, Eddie, when we were kid, kids because we're yeah. old. The rookie rookie cards. That's right. Were a big That's thing. Right. You, you were going to get very wealthy with rookie baseball cards. Well, we thought so, but it didn't yeah. work out that way. Uh, the Seattle Mariners center fielder Kyle Lewis is your American League Rookie of the Year. He won it unanimously, getting all 30 first place votes. And the great Kyle Lewis. Yes. Oh, boy. What, no, what number exciting. does he wear? Uh, 14. No, nah, number one. No Kyle idea. Lewis he, is number one. one. Very good. Number one. Uh, and Milwaukee Brewers reliever Devin Williams gets the National League Rookie of the Year award. Uh, he went 4-1 and one with a 0.33 ERA. He yeah. struck out 53 batters in just 27 innings. Of hey, by the way, work. Kyle Lewis, yeah. he, won, he won the Rookie of the Year. He batted 262. And, but he did have 11 home runs. But that was enough to get you the Rookie of the Year. Unanimously. Yeah. Yeah. 262 hitter. Remember when people used to value batting average? But now, that, who cares about batting average? Swing for the heels. Uh, swing for I'm the sure heels. Robbie the Mariners fan is very excited. Yeah, this is the greatest Mariners center fielder since Griffey. Right? Or he's a right fielder. Excuse me. Greatest Mariner outfielder since Griffey. Or I think role. he's a center fielder. I thought he was a center is he? fielder. Yeah. I don't know. Right field, center field. It's all the same, Eddie. It's all the sure. same. Sure. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. It, it is the Ben Maller Show. As we press on and on further and further into the night, we will have Mallard to the third degree coming up a wee bit later, a wee bit later in the hour. Let's go to Ian in Greensboro, who is up next on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Ian. Hi, Ben. First time caller, long time listener. Well, thank you. I love that. As you know, I, I live for that. Uh, it's, it's one of the things. It's my favorite radio cliche. First time, Very happy time. with the uh, Mallard Militia. Hello to you all. Well, thank you. I, they're saying hello back, Ian, but you but can't hear here's my here's my problem, Ben. You, uh, uh, you were very hateful of Kyler Murray last year. You, know, you even called him a, a midget. This year, he's number one on ESPN Fantasy ranks for, for quarterbacks. Um, racist. When, when are you going to admit that you were wrong and that Kyler Murray is going to be the uh, new face in the NFL? <laughs> 
All right. Uh, he listen. Who I don't play fantasy football, so who cares if he's the he's a great fantasy player? Uh, what's the Cardinals' record right now? Uh, they're they're in a winning record. Okay, they have they're a winning, are they uh, are they leading the division? No, they're not leading the division. Okay, are are they considered one of the top teams in the NFL? They're the, one of the most transition and explosive offenses in the NFL. But they're not Very like – if you, if you were to say the top teams who you think are going to the Super Bowl, you'd say like the usual teams, Kansas City, Pittsburgh, New Orleans, Green Bay, you know, teams like that, right? You wouldn't, you wouldn't have Arizona on that list. Like they're just they're above 500. That's fine. Did you see him play against the Cowboys? Because he was terrible in that game. Did you see that? No, I was sleeping. I had to work. Oh, okay. That's probably why you're calling him. Are you related to him? Is your last name Murray? Is it Ian Murray? Is that your last name? No, I drafted him on my fantasy team. Okay, so you feel like, yeah, since you you drafted him, you feel like you have a, there's this, there's this kinship, Ian, because you are, you're the owner of Kyler Murray and you want no gas bags anywhere to say anything mildly Manager, Ben, manager. Oh, manager, I'm sorry, excuse me, manager. (laughs) (laughs) Racist. Got to be politically correct here. We don't want to offend anyone. I don't want to throw a curveball at anyone there. Their heads might explode there. Yes. All right. Well, Ian, I don't know what you want me to do. Listen, if Kyler Murray wins the Super Bowl, I will do a full monologue saying, boy, I got that one wrong. I don't think I have to worry about that monologue, though. I'm pretty sure I don't have to worry about that uh, at any point. It would be a small monologue. It would be a mini Maller monologue because it's about Kyler Murray, so it wouldn't be a full-size monologue. That would be saved for the quarterbacks that are full-sized. I want to point that out in case you were wondering if that would be a full monologue or a mini Maller monologue, and I think it would be clearly a mini Maller monologue. So get that on the record. Uh, Justin in Cincinnati says, uh, Robbie, the Mariner fan, is currently really happy that that Seattle player, whose name I already forgot, won the Rookie of the Year. Yes, uh, no help from the Twin Cities writes in, and he has some fun with the guy, Ian, that just called up, trying to win an argument by quoting the four-letter network ratings. He says, what a joke. Uh, who cares what they think? Uh, yeah, you know, you got to form your own opinion. Now, you can look at the stats. I mean, they can't really doctor the stats, can they? I mean, they kind of those are the same stats on every website. I don't use that. I, I have my own special magical website that, I ha- that has all the stats that I use. That's the, uh, the magical website. Uh, let's see here. Big 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 Rig Rob writes and says, Ben, the radio audience clearly does not understand how amazing you have to be to make the Jets and the She-Hacks legitimate topics for a smaller monologue. Legendary job by you. I think he said Maller. Uh, Rob in Vegas is denying the speculative reports that there are burner accounts that he has. He says, quote, I do not have a burner account. Burner accounts are for pussy willows and that don't want to stand by what they say. It's according to Rob. Well, uh, shots fired. Shots fired indeed. Speaking of shots fired, did you see the big news of the day here? This is from the food world, but we all like to eat, right? As men, we like to eat. It's a men-driven format. Women like to eat too, I hear. Did you see what McDonald's announced? This was all over the place. McDonald's is planning to introduce in 2021. When I first saw this, I thought it was satire. It's one of those stories. This must be like sports talk berries getting into food. 
or the Babylon Bee or the Onion or one of those deals. But McDonald's has announced they are going to introduce a line of plant-based meat burgers called McPlant. (laughs) (laughs) Very imaginative name. Where did they come up with it? Doesn't that sound like a skit on Saturday Night Live? Wait, wait, that's, that's real? Yes, this is a legitimate story. McDonald's has been testing this in Canada, oh plant-based God. burgers in Canada. Hey, we're on the radio in Canada. Is any of our Canadian listener, if you're in Canada, have you had this? Give us I an eyewitness it, report. I wouldn't eat it just because of the name. Uh, I mean, Mc- on, honestly, I'm, seriously. I'm sitting here thinking, should I go like apply for a job as the marketing director at McDonald's? Like, <laughs> no, remember though, marketing. Keep it simple, right? Keep it. It's a kiss yeah, method. Keep it simple, stupid. Right. right? Don't don't over don't, don't overthink it. Uh, but how about this? <laughs> McPlant. Uh, McPlant. The yeah. Mc, I saw the thing that says the McPLT. <laughs> Plant, lettuce, and tomato. <laughs> uh, McDonald's says they are going to offer plant-based burgers, chicken substitutes, all oh, those must be amazing, and breakfast sandwiches. Uh, and it, check this out. Now, we, we like to play the stock market every once in a while, right, Coop? We play the stocks a little bit, right? Yeah. Uh, according to Barclays Bank out of the UK, they forecast that this is the in thing. They're projecting 10 years out, and they say that we are all going to be addicted to eating these veggie burgers, all right, and the meat alternatives. And they claim that this is going to be worth $140 billion, this industry, by 2029. Hey, now, I, mean, I, I believe yeah. that it'll be a huge industry and that it'll be successful, uh, yeah. but... We're not, not all going to be obsessed with it. I, no, like I, my dad. My dad got into this, and he's been eating these things every once in a while when he gets a coupon. And uh, but he's been eating them, and then uh, he thinks he's really eating healthy. And I, I, I you know, I hate to tell him like, a lot of those. You know, they're, they don't have meat, but they fill it with a bunch of other crap, right? A lot of am I wrong? Exactly, right? That's what you got to got to think. I, that I, way. I haven't really looked into it, but I have heard. I, I read a story that, last year. Yeah, that, these things yeah. are not nearly as healthy as you think they are, or you know, that they yeah. promote them to be. Look, well, yeah, they got to make them taste good. Genetically, they taste modified, good course, keep, yeah, genetically, genetically modify these things. They have to be. Well, it's not actual. It's just like it's mixtures of herbs and crap, and they all glue it together. And I don't know how the hell they make it. There's mm, some glue. Yeah, exactly. If, if, genetically modified. Even if it is much healthier, I, I'd rather you know live to eighty exactly. eating steaks than live to ninety not eating steaks. Yeah, a life well lived. <laughs> exactly. Enjoy, you know, enjoy it. And uh, and I, I am part of a movement I would like to start right now on the radio. People for the ethical treatment of plant-based foods. I do not want these plants to lose their <laughs> lives for the McPlant. I'm concerned about it, Eddie. I don't like it. I don't like it. And then, I can Mc- tell in your voice you're very emotional about yes, it. Yes, I'm verklempt is what I am. I'm very verklempt. Uh, other fast food restaurants like, you know, Burger King did this, uh, Dunkin'. White Castle, they've all got these things. Uh, where we live out here, uh, Carl's Jr., which is Hardee's in the east, they've got them. At Burger King, and, right? Yeah. Did you know that? I was reading this story about McDonald's. Because, yeah, McDonald's is a great company. They've been very successful. They've continued. They had the downstretch. They bounced back. But uh, 70% of all their sales of McDonald's are the Big Mac chicken nuggets and fries. It's they have all this other <laughs> think about it, they have all this other stuff and no one's buying it. Like seventy percent of the products they sell at McDonald's is the Big Mac, the McNugget, and the fry. Seventy percent uh, of all their sales. So 
There you go. So they'll have it's like when they remember the the push years the ago. The happy meal, the happy meal. The happy meal, right? You put the kids we can exactly. put the veggies in the fruit. for my daughter and it's always like chicken how, nuggets and fries. How disappointing would you, your daughter if you brought her apple slices? She's screw you, father. Actually, you, you're actually, a mean father. Well, how dare you? I, I, uh, the, actually get her the apple slices, but they also come with french fries. Oh, really? I yeah. thought you had to choose No, no, it between... comes with both. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I thought I I'm sorry. I, it, I thought it gives you the illusion you. that you're, you know, eating healthy. Yeah, exactly. That's good, right? The key to the illusion. I walk by plants, and I'm like, I could be eating those, so I feel healthier, right? You know, I mean, it's like that vegan that works here, Teicher. Yeah. When we did, we did ask a vegan, and you know, he goes out there and he he's hungry. He just goes out in the courtyard at work eats a plant. and yeah, eats a plant. He's good to go. All right, uh, we're gonna have Mallard to the third degree. That is wild, though. The Mick plant coming. If if you've had it, call in. I'll get you right to the front. I'll give you an imaginary golden ticket, but don't lie. Coop will ask a question. So Coop will be the gatekeeper on that. Uh, but if you're one of our Canadian guys, because they've been testing this in Canada there, the McPlant. I'm just curious. All right, here's the Insta trivia. Viking running back Dalvin Cook became the third player in NFL history with 225-plus scrimmage yards and two-plus touchdowns in consecutive games. He joins Jim Brown and Blank on the list. Again, Dalvin Cook, third player, NFL history, 225-plus scrimmage yards, two-plus touchdowns, consecutive games. He joins Jim Brown, who did it back in 1963, and blank. That's the Insta Trivia. The answer, next. First time drinking in seven years. I get it for milk. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The Ben Maller Show is scientifically proven to help make time fly by while working the third shift. We have a track record of almost 20 years of nocturnal service. Help support our daily battle against insomnia by following us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We need your support. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. And here is your Insta Trivia. A blatant attempt to get you to listen a couple minutes longer, and I got it done. It worked. You're here. Woohoo! All right, so here is the Insta Trivia. Viking running back Dalvin Cook becoming the third player in NFL history to have 225-plus scrimmage yards, two-plus touchdowns in consecutive games. He joins Jim Brown and blank on the list. Those that accomplished it, that is the question what is the answer? Mr. Nice Guy, who's back from Twitter jail, is going with George W. Bush, the Rangers owner. The Real Martin says our old buddy Pat O'Brien's friend, Yoko Ono. Robbie the Mariner fan checks in with Kyle Lewis as his answer. The Burner account says the answer is Mr. Softy Rob in Vegas. Congratulations for that speech. You get the Mr. Softy Award of the Week, the Burner account says. Priest Holmes from Dante, the comparable Ricky Waters from Sam. Uh, who else do we have? The great Marcus Allen from the Raider Freak. Uh, who else? Page down, page down. O.J. Simpson, guest by Ken. Eric Dickerson from Howard. Bam Morris, guest by Troy. Corey Dillon from Just Josh. Antoine Smith from Luke, the vending guy. Milkman Mike's going with my old program director, Mayor McCheese, as his answer. Maller Prop Guy got this right, clearly cheating. Barry Foster from Chris in Des Moines. Eddie, what's the answer, Eddie? I have no idea. All right. The correct answer is 
the deuce on the loose, Deuce McAllister, back in 03. He was a pretty good player back in his day. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. Odell Beckham would have loved Deuce McAllister. All right, go ahead, Coop. I was I had I was low hanging. I had it. Uh, ben, one of my best friends is a Buffalo Bills fan, and uh, all my apologies to him. Yeah, all season long, even after they started four zero, he refused to get excited about this team. Well, that was until uh, yesterday or Sunday. Now at seven and two, he admitted he actually has optimism for the first time this year. Is he right to? All right, so for him and that guy Mark DeWalker and Rochester and Philexis, the three Bills fans that I'm referencing here, uh, regular season optimism, first of all, is warranted. The Bills have seven wins. All right, they got a bunch of tomato cans straight ahead. They're going to get to 11 wins. They're going to be at least 11-5, and five, barring a collapse. Now, I still have a bad taste in my mouth from the playoffs, so I'm not buying them as a legitimate Super Bowl contender because Josh Allen pooped his pants in Houston and gave that game away. But, yeah, as far as a playoff team, I don't know how they don't get to the playoffs at this point. Next! Ezekiel Elliott is currently in the midst of his worst season of his short pro career, and not only do the Cowboys not have any threat under center, but the O-line has been trash all year long. How much of the blame for this bad season falls on Zeke himself? Well, he's been terrible. It looks like he's out of shape. The Cowboys should have never given him that contract. I guess he is in shape, though, because round is a shape. In the last five weeks, Tony Pollard has been a better running back. The guy was a fourth-round pick. That is an indictment of Zeke Elliott. That's on him. Go smoke another bong. Next! So I was also talking to fellow FSR employee Nick Wright yesterday when he said that he would bet his life that the Chargers will outdraw the Rams once crowds are back to full capacity. No. (laughs) He pointed to the Chargers having a sexier quarterback and sexier uniforms. Does he win this bet or will I have to kill him? No, because you got to have razzle-dazzle and you got to win. And the Chargers aren't going to win enough. They can have the better uniforms, but the Rams have a fan base. How do we do? You pass. There it is. That's a winner. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.